0: even after multiple patients accused some medical workers of sexual abuse during their care, healthcare systems across the state allowed those same workers to continue seeing patients. That is one of the key findings in a year-long Chicago Tribune investigation that dropped over the weekend. Now, Trib reporters identified 52 healthcare workers in the past decade who were accused of sexual misconduct with patients. And they looked into how hospital systems failed to adequately report and address the allegations showing that Illinois healthcare providers have often tried to quietly handle these cases. Emily Horner is an investigative data reporter at the Chicago Tribune, and she's back here at Reset. Welcome. Good to see you. Yeah, great to be here. Now, this has been a long project uh, for you and Chicago Tribune reporter Lisa Schenker. So talk about how you compiled all of this information.
1: Yes. So we had to search a lot of different places to, you know, try to identify these types of cases. There are, you know, big names that you hear about every once in a while Mm -hmm. when a, you know, healthcare provider gets accused by like multiple patients. Um, But we were curious to see whether, you know, it was also happening on a smaller scale Mm -hmm. um, in cases you might not hear about as much. So we, you know, got records through um, Freedom of Information Act from police departments, from the state health department um, doing investigations from civil lawsuits, from criminal cases, wow. um, all different places to try to, you know, get a sense of um, what was actually happening, yeah. how frequent this is.
0: And was, was the the initial idea sparked from a particular tip that uh, you got or a particular case? Yeah.
1: So um, Lisa covers, you know, the healthcare beat for the Tribune. And she had been following along with a case of a doctor, um, an OBGYN doctor, um, who had, you know, been accused, uh, facing lots of lawsuits against, uh, from women, um, who had, you know, alleged inappropriate conduct during OBGYN appointments. And so, you know, the idea kind of started from there. How does something like this happen? Mm -hmm. Um, and we decided to, you know, kind of take a, a bigger look at, you know, where else might this be happening yeah. and is this a common thing? And which
0: doctor were you referring to there?
1: Um, it's uh, Dr. Fabio Ortega.
0: Dr. Ortega. Yeah. And and so to conduct this, this full investigation or this year long project, I mean, how many people did you interview?
1: You know, we interviewed a couple dozen people. Um, we interviewed, uh, you know, the documents that we were able to get from, you know, the disciplinary the medical disciplinary board of the state and, you know, police departments, all of that.
0: As yeah. Well. And so let, let's go back to talking about Dr. Ortega, right? Uh, give us the details here. How many women accused him of of sexual assault? And then what did Ortega's former employer, which was North Shore University Health System, What did it do to address the complaints?
1: So um, there are currently or there have been uh, 30 lawsuits um, filed against uh, Dr. Ortega and the hospital system he works for and also his former employer. Um, And, you know, we had found that, um, you know, the... There were a couple of complaints that were received, and the doctor continued to work um, with patients even after you know the hospital system was notified that he was, you know, under police investigation yeah. uh, as
0: well. And, and what's alarming here? This isn't the only time that a healthcare system waited to act on on sexual abuse allegations. Uh, talk about that. You you report on patients at Glenbrook Hospital in Glenview who accused a nurse, uh, David Georgiou, of abuse. What was that story?
1: Yes. So we had come across this case. Um, There was a a woman who was in her mid-70s who had, you know, broken her femur. She's in the emergency department, convinces her daughter to, you know, go home, get some rest. So she's alone in her hospital room. And, um you know, a a couple days later, she is, you know, super emotional after she's had this, this surgery, uh, on her broken leg, Mm -hmm. a very painful, you know, experience to, to go through. Um, and, you know, she shares that, you know, she had, a engaged in sexual activity with this, this nurse and, um, you know, had been assaulted by him and it was, you know, a, a really emotional thing. Her and her daughter, you know, reported this to the police. They told nurses, um, there was an investigation. The hospital, um, determined that the the findings were unsubstantiated. You know, they moved on. Um, obviously the, the patient did not move on, right. um, but the the police, you know, didn't have sufficient evidence and so you know, this nurse continued seeing patients. Um, About nine months later, another patient makes like a quite similar, um, allegation of abuse, uh, at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And it's only, you know, after that incident that, um, that nurse was, you know, terminated and he was, uh, later criminally charged and, um, is, you know, currently serving time in prison related to the, the
0: first attack. Right. But at first, even with this woman and her daughter's complaint, the hospital system found that there wasn't enough evidence or the police found rather that there wasn't enough evidence at the time. So the hospital allowed him to keep working with more patients. Correct. You found that Illinois healthcare providers had quietly settled lawsuits as well, right? Or or entered into these confidentiality agreements with patients. Talk us through that. Yeah. So,
1: you know, a lot of, um, what we were curious about was like what the consequences were Mm -hmm. of, you know, not removing a provider who uh, had, you know, abused a patient or was accused of abusing a patient. And so, you know, a lot of the ways that we found out about these cases were civil lawsuits. That's you know the only place you see mention of these things, and so a lot of those, you know, lawsuits they settled, mm-hmm. um, they didn't go to trial. Uh, some, you know, patients that we had tried to speak to for the story, uh, you know, were unable to talk to us because they had entered into confidentiality agreements. Wow. Um, you know, at, pursuant to the settlements. So uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of the time that is you know, appeared to be the only kind of consequence that the the hospital systems were um, paying, were, you know, whatever these settlement amounts were with Mm -hmm. the victims after, you know, people filed lawsuits in court.
0: I mean, and I I suppose in this year-long process for for you all, for you and for Lisa, I mean, it, it starts to not be a surprise anymore as you're seeing case after case sort of follow the same pattern, right, where they're just waiting to act on some of these really, you know, huge allegations.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, that stops being a surprise to some extent when you're working on a project like this. But, you know, every case is still surprising um, because you, you know, don't want to see these things happening. Um, And I think, you know, it was surprising as we were doing the reporting to see kind of the... um, lack of consequences Mm -hmm. in some of these incidents, even in in cases that seem very serious Um, and in in instances where people were later, you know, charged criminally and and convicted um, related to incidents that occurred at these hospitals.
0: So I want you to walk me through how this is actually supposed to happen. Under Illinois law, a patient reports sexual abuse by a hospital employee or a medical staff member. What is supposed to actually happen?
1: Yes. So if you are receiving care at a hospital, um, basically the, uh, you know, hospital staff who receives that complaint, if they have a reasonable belief that it may have occurred, they're supposed to, you know, do a couple of things. One of them is to report this incident to the Illinois Department of Public Health. Mm -hmm. It just says, hey, we got an allegation of patient abuse here. Um, And then they are supposed to, you know, take action of some kind to protect Patients from abuse. So whether that means you know launching an investigation, removing a provider from patient care, making them work with a chaperone, um, that kind of thing. Th- those are the things that you know should happen.
0: Uh, and did you find almost 100 percent of the time in your reporting that that did not happen?
1: So we found we definitely found some instances where that did not happen. Um, We found cases uh, where, you know, patients alleged abuse by hospital workers and those incidents were never reported to the Illinois Department of Public Health. Um, And, you know, once that reporting process like begins, then the Illinois Department of Public Health can, you know, investigate the hospital's response to an allegation of patient abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, if they never hear about uh, a patient allegation of abuse, they can't. Look at the hospital's response to that allegation of right. abuse. Um, so, you know, we definitely found that these things did not always happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Illinois lawmakers, uh, to that end, passed a bill. That was meant to improve the system back in 2005. So, what what is happening with that now?
1: Yes. So there is this this 2005 law um, was passed. It was meant to kind of create some transparency uh, around never events, which are like hospital events that should never happen. Okay. Uh, operating on the wrong body part, a patient gets sexually abused mm-hmm. um, and what was supposed to happen was you know this incident would get reported the hospital would then um, take a look at, and identify the root cause of how this happened and then come up with a plan for it not to happen again. Mm. Um, and then, you know, all this was gonna be compiled in a database and, you know, there would be annual reports for the public to see. Um, we are, you know, in 2024, that law has yet to be implemented. Wow. Um, there were some like financial issues, I guess at the beginning. Um, Nearly 20 years later. Correct,
0: yeah. yes. And the law included a loophole that that health systems fell into, uh, like what what happened here with the accusations by patients at the Illinois Bone and Joint Clinic. What was that story?
1: Yes. So, um, you know, if you are not getting care at a hospital, um, this kind of reporting requirement to the Illinois Department of Public Health uh, does not exist. The Illinois Department of Public Health doesn't have, you know, oversight. They don't, you're not they're not responsible for investigating, um, what goes on there, you know, uh, it's, it's So, not so what covered. kind
0: of recourse does the state have in place if, if healthcare providers don't promptly report patient abuse?
1: So, um, you know, outside of hospitals, uh, the, like, you could potentially lose your ability to operate a, a clinic, um, if you don't, uh, you know, get rid of a person who has, uh, Behaved inappropriately,
0: yeah. Um, but you know, outside of that, um, that that's it. Mm-hmm. And that leaves patients with with what, right? I mean, how are they recovering from from the abuse?
1: Yeah, we you know spoke with with patients, and um, understandably, these experiences were traumatic, um, and not easy to get over if you're a patient and you've experienced something like this in, you know, a healthcare setting. um, Some people told us, you know, it it was hard to continue getting medical care, um, you know, and feeling safe uh, to to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. And and you and your colleague, Lisa Schenker, you're, you're not done. You say that you're going to continue this reporting. Leave me with this. What kind of information are you you still looking for? What what questions are still left? And and how can folks reach out?
1: Um, you can definitely reach
0: out uh,
1: on our website. We have a, a form for people to fill out. You know, if they want to share information on this topic about, you know, how healthcare systems responded to, um, allegations of abuse. So on know, chicagotribune.com. Yes. On okay. chicagotribune.com. Um, and you know, there will definitely be more reporting on this topic. We're looking, you know, more deeply, uh, in future stories, um, at, you know, providers who, uh, don't have oversight by the Illinois department of public health. You know, these are, things happening outside of hospitals. Um, So, you know, that's to come. Um, Stay tuned. Uh, There will be more.
0: Good story. Emily Horner is an investigative data reporter at the Chicago Tribune. Thank you so much for making the time. Yeah, thanks for having me on.